This program contains mature subject matter. Including maladjusted youth, masochistic hillbillies, and the excitement of the price is right. It may be deemed inappropriate for our younger viewers. Viewer discretion advised. I would like, if I may, to take you on a strange journey. <laughs> Choice. I could put on these glasses. A start is not trash. You maniacs! What is a man? When we are successful, we will be. We had a real chance with this. White folks in their movies. White folks in their movies, they're too much for me. They're too much. That Hollywood's too much for me. But I got a film for them. I have a film for them. Desperate house niggas. Starring the entire Hollywood population. Let me tell you something that's funny. This thing about uh, the Da Vinci Code, the Da Vinci Code, it's fiction. But the only thing dangerous about it is film is very dangerous. People believe what they see. I'm gonna take you back. The Exorcist. People believe what they fucking see. You had to get a ticket to go to the church. Church was crowded, overpacked. No, it's real. This is real. Psycho, they didn't take showers for about two years. Jaws, the beaches were empty. People believe what they see. If you say Exodus didn't scare you, you full of shit. That was a terrifying movie. My fr late friend, Richard Pryor, we were at a party and the congresswoman said, Paul, you're Richard, you wanna go over here to Westwood, we're going to see this movie, The Exodus. We know nothing about the book, none of that shit. It's just VIP, we wanted to hang out. VIP, yeah! We ran over with this Congress lady. We sit right in the front, VIP. The little movie came on. This is for real. We met Richard sitting there. We said, you know how it came on. Zip. They were up in the mountains and stuff. No. Then they go, then they go to New York. Zip. Ouija board. Interesting. Ouija board. Ouija board. Then the priest comes to the house and the little girl's in the hallway and the little girl pees. We go, what kind of nasty motherfucker? This a porno? What kind of shit is this? Because we've never seen nobody pee in a movie. What kind of porno bullshit is this? This little bitch peeing. <laughs> then the shit started. The... <sighs> Jimmy, why you do this to me, Jimmy? Jimmy. <laughs> and turn it ahead. <laughs> now Richard and I are at the exit in the back. Shit scared the shit out of us. I'm not lying. That shit was fucking scary. Then we go home. We scared. We go home. We scared to death. We go home. My mid son, he's here, Shane. He's in the room. He has asthma. I go through the room. He's. I'm 
made that nigga stay up all night. I said, get up, nigga. You ain't going to sleep. I made him stay up all night. That's a true story. Scheming is believing. It's episode 46 for Behind the Schemes. It's May 24th. And this is Booberry, Mothman of the Miniocalypse. Yo, and uh, my name is Lavish, and I'm just uh, I'm just here. And also joining us tonight, all the way from the West Coast, we have Billy Bones from A Walk Through the Mind. Howdy ho. Good afternoon. Good day. How's it going? I am alive and well. Breathing all that fresh air in? <laughs> Soaking it in all day, man. The Pacific Northwest does offer some, some fantastic air. Hell yeah. Good clean smells up there. In the mountains, absolutely. Not I mean, downtown. outside of Seattle. Yeah. Everywhere, yeah. King County, obviously, <laughs> that's different. But everywhere other than that is really nice smelling. Yeah, just stay away from King County and you'll you'll find a happy place in Washington somewhere. <laughs> I like uh, Spokane a lot. Uh, I went through there on tour one year and it was a nice little uh, walk from the hotel to the venue. Um, I like Bellingham, oddly enough. Bellingham's the, cool. The three days that we were there, two days maybe. I just remember there was this giant boulder <laughs> right in front of the loading dock door. <laughs> and it was like the sandstone shit. I was like, hey, you could just power wash that away, I feel like. But now they built all these crazy ramps to go <laughs> two different directions. <laughs> it's just ramp city. Ramps on top of ramps on top of decks into the trucks. Mm. Well... Everywhere out here on the West Coast uh, is everything is a hill, uh, except for Spokane. That's on the east side. I've only been through Spokane once, well, twice, uh, once going to Idaho and coming back. And there was a sandstorm when I stopped in at the brewery out there. So that's what I know Spokane to be as a dust bowl. But mm. I have been to uh, Grand Coulee Dam. Just down the way from there is Dry Falls, which is one heck of a sight to see. Uh, been to a handful of other places, but I don't know. I don't normally leave this area. I'm too busy with life. No doubt. Yeah. No reason to. Yeah. Right now, no reason to go anywhere. Just, just chill where you are. You know, <laughs> that's what everyone's doing. <laughs> I want. I want out of this county. But yeah. Now, not not to rag on it. I I'm very fortunate where I live for what I get away with. But the second that I'm able to leave, free of conscience, I'm out of here. <laughs> Fair enough. Got any uh, set destination in mind, or is it still an undisclosed location? I'm going to go harass Sir C- or Sir Sir Seat Sitter. Excuse me. Oh hell yeah! In the great state of Tennessee, huh? Uh, uh went went through Boy Scouts down there. So did a lot of backpacking and hiking out there. And those hills are much easier to traverse than the mountains that are out here. Yeah, no doubt about that. Might be a little warmer too. A little bit, a little bit muggier, a little bit less rain. Probably a little bit less rain. A little swampier in the summertime. Yeah. Hey, if that gives me a reason to do even less, I'll take a (laughs) siesta. I'm okay with that. Are you West Coast or East Coast originally? I lived all up and down the East Coast uh, growing up. And then 20 years ago, a little bit more than that, moved out here. Hmm. So, and you and stayed it, there longest, right? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And just through matter of circumstance and, and where life has taken me. And then we moved, my family moved here at the exact right time to catch the California commercial wave. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Silicon so Valley runoff boom. Sort of yeah, thing. so I got I got swept up in that, and that's the biggest reason I'm still here. But if I hadn't gotten so fortunate, then uh, again I wouldn't be in this county for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but now the 
that whole uh, bull run seems to have run its course, or it seems to have felt like that. No, no. Everybody is leaving Seattle proper. Everybody mm-hmm. is moving to King County and further out. So what's happening is all of the, that condensed Seattle politics has been shot at like a cannon through the greater area because businesses still want the Seattle name and mm-hmm. people are still willing to work out of Seattle. The tech sector is massive out here. Mm-hmm. You want you want a job at Facebook or Google or Microsoft. I mean, it's we you guys have no idea like how big those companies actually are because everybody else throughout the rest of the world, they don't see the buildings. And even though they're only two, three story tall buildings, they're everywhere. There's plots of land. There's thousands of acres of campuses Mm -hmm. just for Microsoft. And then you multiply that. uh, Facebook took over a high rise building just outside of Seattle, like a 30 story building. And whether or not they've taken up all 30 stories or at least half of it, uh, that's that's a lot of people. And that's just one location. They're, again, spread out over this greater area. And with terrible Seattle politics, uh, they ran everybody out of the city and just sent the politics further around the greater region. So whether or not mm. people learn, not to get, I'm sorry to get political, but. <laughs> no, we highly <laughs> encourage it. <laughs> yes. Not, but. The, I can agree with some of the ideas, but the the lengths at which they're willing to go uh, drives me bonkers. And then no one is willing to hold more or less, we'll call them management accountable because, well, it sounds good on paper. And I'm sure that's how every big business is run. Well, you sold me a good idea, except the government out here just knows they don't have to raise prices for you to come into the store. They just raise the prices and they say, we know you're going to live here because you're a bunch of suckers. Mm-hmm. See me. But it's, again, the ideals are good. What was what was born out of, I would say, the 90s, that idea has sprouted, and this is what we've gotten. And, again, if you look at the beginning of it, the 90s was inspired by, like, the 60s and 70s free love and, you know, just a little bit more free expression. But then you also had the 80s with all the drugs that came in and threw everything on the spin cycle, and technology only advanced and just kind of spread like wildfire. All good ideas to start with, and then no restriction on the purse or the pen. And would it be safe to say that things have gotten just a lot more complicated since, even since the '90s? Just the circumstances are always kind of evolving, and and technology is always evolving, and things are always getting more complicated. Just, just in general, in every field, I find maybe. Well, I'm that's wrong. Be, we we've all been able to fine tune and direct ourselves at specific little projects so we all become experts in something and now that the mechanism of communication of understanding those those projects has grown even through something as simple as just the printing press now more people know more about one little thing and then you are able to expound on that and now we have things like podcasts and youtube where you can go online you learn whatever you want about whatever you want and you can everybody can now in in a nutshell it might be extreme but you can make a compressor at home if you have the skills and the parts available Mm -hmm. because then all you need is the instruction the instructions there the same goes for uh your pocketbook uh we've had the advertisements push us on you always need the next biggest latest greatest device to to stay with the curve and that might be dying out a little bit 
because everything is so powerful and all we do is surf the internet and watch movies. We don't need the high end things. The high end things are now going towards things like cryptocurrency. Mm-hmm. But again, it's all that chance that everybody's gotten a chance to build on top of knowledge on top of knowledge. And the explosion of the internet is real. Knowledge has reached the masses and everybody is now talking more and more. And again, with things like podcasts, everybody gets to share ideas, go down their own little rabbit holes and, and build upon that. And then tomorrow they wake up with a new idea and the next folding chair is created. And your show, you have a show, a podcast called a walk through the mind, which you've uh, had for a while now, for a few years now, I believe, right? Um, just under three years. Just under three years. And I like your format, the format, which is, it's just you. And you usually um, talk about whatever, whatever you think is troubling or whatever's on your mind. You give it about a half hour, 45 minutes is usually the, the episodes I've listened to. They're usually about that long. And I think that's a great <laughs> length. Yeah. Especially for one person. It's, it's like a great digestible show that uh, anybody could just pick up and, and you can throw on an episode and do any time for any commute or anything. And I think that's, I think that's a good, you, you figured out, you know, your own way, which is, it's a unique format. Not a lot of shows do that, but it works really well, I think. Well, I, least- I try. I, I know I'm not Adam Curry or, or whoever else. I'm never going to be a number one show. I'm just another guy on the internet, and I'm going to add my two cents because it's the internet. That's what you do. But also, more importantly, uh, it, I... I listen to a lot of podcasts and I've got my three hour podcast. I've got an hour podcast. Sometimes there's an hour and a half, but there's a handful of times where I only want 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes of mm-hmm. something to listen, just to fill that little bit of extra space. Cause one podcast ran short. The other one ran long. Don't want to start another two hour podcast. Just give me something short. And I, I made the market for something that I would want in hopes that other people might want something similar and again it's the internet what are we supposed to do but share ideas Mm -hmm. i think it pairs really well with that larry show too i i am humbled by that larry show uh i don't want to do i would love to do an angry podcast but everybody gets angry everybody's got something to rant about and i don't want to add negativity to the conversation i'd like to sit there and be calm and reflective and maybe i get animated maybe i have fun with it but Mm -hmm. it's it's somewhere between serious and fun and it's it's just a hobby and if you mm. listen i'm 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 glad you find you know the willingness to listen more than once and i'm i'm appreciative of that and everybody who does listen uh, it it makes what i do at least i know i know people are getting something out of it cuz they keep listening again and again and i've got more listeners now than when i started so mm. i'm i'm doing i know i'm doing something right and wherever i go people just get to join me for the ride because it, this doesn't get to be an actual career for me yet yet <laughs> but it can't there's, hurt no matter what there's the opportune you, word right there yeah. seize it hey, do it. Everybody needs to work on their 10,000 hours. If you want a marketable skill, something that people want, you either have to make something with your hands like a carpenter, or I would like to improve my speaking and podcasting abilities, my musical mm. abilities, right? All the little things because I can chisel away at it and it's it's simple, but it's fun. And I get to learn things in the process when I do go down the the more intensive points to, uh, that I end up researching. I started this with the idea that I wasn't going to do show notes and I've done a handful of shows with too many show notes. It's <laughs> <laughs> uh Managing managing the show notes and the materials, it's uh that's an art form in and of itself. I've yeah. come to find out. 
It's easy to to bring too much, I think, as strange <laughs> as that sounds. <laughs> for anyone. I think I think Adam does that for just about every fucking no agenda. I think like I imagine he only really presents like two thirds at least of the shit that he prepared for every show, even though they get two hours of going into the material. I, I give him like an hour for going through the notes, honestly. That's really how long it takes them these days. Well, as long as you do your early work right well enough the first time, it's it's not terrible. But I've lost more than one set of notes uh, before I've posted a show for whatever reason Windows decides or whatever program I'm using decides it doesn't want to save anything but the file name. And you open that thing up and you're like, I had 20 freaking links in that son of a bitch. And they're gone. <laughs> well, this might... It's not all... Oh, sorry. No, you, you, you go. Because uh, all of those didn't appear in one day. That's a week's worth of work kind of thing for me. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I've uh, I started using Substack to work on notes during the week. And then when we start the show, I can post it and it'll email out to everybody. And I'm just good to go. The CIA can find it all in one place. Yeah. I, you know, <laughs> I try and do the right thing. It's not yeah. what can your country do for you. It's what can you do for your country. Right? It's what came what a, for your country. I, how uh, can I blow every single one of my fellow countrymen? <laughs> <laughs> Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Look out, Fletcher. I'm coming for... <laughs> coming for... <laughs> um, Lordy. I, I think... Uh, I think it might be a nice time to bring up the card or maybe the freaks of hazards. Yes. Yes. Just, uh, just for a good old time. And, and that was, a, that was a, that was a good transitional point. Cause we got the, uh, six of swords and I actually found a website that deals specifically with the tarot de uh, Marcel. So that's fun. Uh, this is a holy joy. And it is also an intellectual experience. The pleasure of thoughts, the beauty of, of the idea and the joyous sense of humor are all signs of sophistication, openness, and wisdom. We love what we think and say. The mind becomes positive and delicate. You can discover yourself when you are in a quiet state, showing your personality. Poetry finds its source in this card. It also implies an encounter with whom you can have a rich and informative dialogue. From the outside, it will be a mature and unique person. Mm. I don't want to spoil the magic, but please tell me you didn't just pick that. That came off the top of the deck. Uh, I shuffle. I no, it's, that- it's weird. Like for whatever reason, the past couple of episode cards have have been falling out of the deck, and I'm like, well, I've already got a good look at it, so I don't mm. want to. Well, no, that, that's that's the universe telling you that's the card. Yeah, that's the card picking itself. Yeah. But yes, today's card is the uh, the six of. Uh, was it swords? Swords. Yeah. Fuck some swords. people up. The holy joy card uh, also represents uh, giving up things and moving forward. Um, uh, positive Geronimo. energy. Geronimo. Yeah. Yeah. Geronimo. Cannonball. Exactly. Uh, six, of, six of swords. This is awesome. Very lovely card. Very popular card with the tarot community. The, so, the quote unquote so-called community. Yeah, it also shows the need to rely on a state of mental clarity, logic, and objectivity to examine where you are coming from and where you are going. The, uh, this insight will also facilitate and make everything as peaceful as possible. You can use your intuition to help you to go through situations easily and use your carefree and analytical skills as needed to make more complex decisions. 
Mm. Can also indicate a state of depression or blue. You try your best to survive rather than really enjoying. You may feel apathetic, lack energy, motivation, and a little depressed. This, uh, it can also indicate a trip on the water. Um, trip on the water. Like a float down the river. Me, your mama, handsome. <laughs> Never mind. Say that for the post show. <laughs> more drink and then we'll start singing uh so that was our card we have two freaks of hazards we did throw them out at the end of the last show but since it was i you know i forgot to put them in the last week's uh show notes oh, those are last week's freaks my bad so regardless we're gonna shout them out again uh Hell yeah net ned came in with 20 bucks Whoop, net ned and uh Midas came in with five bucks they're both supporting value for value productions. Keep it up. We appreciate it so much. That's right. We're allowed to talk about corrupt governments and all kinds of things because we do not have advertisements and we are not in anyone's pocketbook. We are truly publicly supported radio, I guess. That's kind of a, a lame way to put it. PBR ruined that. P- PBR P- ruined PBR that. PBR or NPR? Or NPR. PBR actually made it better. NPR. <laughs> PBR enhances the conversation. Yes. <laughs> Also this, enhances internal gut rot, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, did I say internal? I meant eternal. Eternal gut rot. Yeah, don't drink that piss water. <laughs> we don't have fucking ads on this shit, so there you go. That Hell just yeah. proves it. Well, let's uh, let's get Bill Hicks to remind us what it's all about. Do a commercial. You're off the artistic roll. Call every word you say is suspect. You're a corporate whore. And uh, end of story. And that's, that's that. Right. That's right, Bill. Uh, what else do we got? We did our Freaks of Hazards. We got the tarot. Oh, we got the Scream Mail. If you want to scream for us. And that's Lavish, Billy Bones, and myself. It's 612-263-7999. Sexy. 612-263-SEXY. S-X-X-Y. 7999. You don't have to scream if you don't want to. We'd love it if you didn't. Well, you can just leave uh, you know, a message or, or just say hi or... You talk about any UFO and sign sighting. off with a scream. Oh, there you go. Oh, or shit. or vice versa, scream and then leave a message. Oh, we could do a combo platter. You know, whatever. I love a bit. good. I love a good a number three or a number seven. Find <laughs> them. You get a four. Yep, and a coke. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do I have? Oh, check our website out www.behindtheschemessch3and3s.com or loveislit.com. Uh, it's lit. Yeah. It's lit. I think that's it. Boom. Yeah. I have a couple stories here. Um, I'm curious to see which direction y'all would like to, to go into. Uh, would you like to talk about misplaced body parts or uh, poetry? <laughs> I'm good either way. This will be fun. Hmm. Flip a coin. You got a random number generator? I have a I have a dice. Oh, yeah. Well, we can always have, go to the chat. I have a coin. Oh, you flip the coin. I have a game token. Or I have an arcade token. Uh, heads for heads. And it's heads. Uh, so I had seen some news come out about Megadeth today of all bands. I don't know Megadeth. if you've heard, heard of the latest. Run to the hills. Oh, dude. Party oh, fell. It's Iron nice. Maiden, man. Oh, nice. damn it. That is Iron Whatever. Maiden. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> They sound the same, you kids and your newfangled music. <laughs> well, this is uh, this is definite noodle gun coverage here, and uh, I got a little. It's a two and a half minute clip, but it it gets both sides of the story, 
And I think this is from Rockfeed or whoever the fuck. Breaking news into Rockfeed, Heavy Metal Titans Megadeth have announced they are removing their co-founding bassist David Ellefson from the band after recent allegations were levied against him. Multiple videos surfaced online earlier this month depicting a man who appeared to be David Ellefson engaging in adult acts on camera. Those videos were reportedly recorded and sent to an adult female he was having conversations with. That individual reportedly sent the videos to a friend. Then the videos eventually made their way online. The recipient of the videos maintains that the conversations were entirely consensual. David Ellison posted a statement responding to the videos on his Instagram, which he has since made private. He wrote, Dear fans and friends, as you may or may not know, some private and personal conversations and interactions have surfaced online, released with ill intention by a third party who was not authorized to have them or share them. While certainly embarrassing, I want to address it as openly and honestly as possible. As much as it's not something I'm proud of, there were private adult interactions that were taken out of context and manipulated to inflict maximum damage to my reputation, my career, and family. The other party involved has made a statement, which you can see below. I thank her for doing so and hope that this clarifies that the situation was not as all presented. Humbly yours, David Ellison. A short time later, I'm going to stop it there for a second. Dude didn't write that. That was a lawyer writing that shit. No doubt. Um, I don't know. I'm, I'm starting to feel like these uh, uh, sexual misconduct allegations are kind of starting to ramp up just a little bit because not too long ago, um, Danny Sexbang or Dan Avedan or Avedon from uh, Ninja Sex Party, he, he went through something similar, but... Uh, as we'll hear here in a, just a couple of minutes. I mean, Sir Spencer in the chats, Green Room, that was the other one we forgot. Hashtag Green Room on the zeronode.net. Come chat with us. Um, he's like, <laughs> what was it? Breaking news. Man uses wiener. Um, so he was just, he had an uh, extramarital affair. There was some videos that he sent to her. She was like, I want to send this to my friend. And then he gets fucking fired from his job because of his allegations of fucking... So, you know, sleeping with a minor and she comes out, she's like, no, I'm an adult and this was consensual. I just, I don't, I'm, I'm a big fan of Megadeth, but this frustrates me. Mm. This sort of like, and it, it, we'll hear from the statement from Megadeth. It sounds like there was more shit happening, um, between them and that's up to them. It's just, if it was solely that he got fired because of these sex videos, I'm like, come the fuck on. Like, why, why are we still, you know, sex shaming people? Well, if he cheated on his wife. And, you know, because they're old now, right? We got some uh, age on them. Yeah, they're, they're married. Old. Yeah. So, but old. how much do their fans, how much would their fans consider that to be a deal breaker? Well, I, mean, I, that's, I, I will think that's say, a fair question, but I don't think it's a, it's a big number. I'm not going to say it's a huge number. To the fans, not, I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, I do know that uh, Dave Mustaine uh, got born again. Um, oh, God, was it painful? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to go find my watch. In and out real quick. 30 minutes. 30 minute adventure. Come on. Uh, so anyways, I'll just uh, wrap this up here. Move on from this dumb shit. Megadeth released a statement saying in part, quote, we are aware of the recent statements regarding David Ellison and are watching developments closely. Now, weeks later, 
Megadeth is sharing the surprising news that they have fired their longtime and co-founding bassist. Megadeth released the following statement, which says, We're informing our fans that David Ellefson is no longer playing with Megadeth and that we are officially parting ways with him. We do not take this decision lightly. While we do not know every detail of what occurred, with an already strained relationship, what has already been revealed now is enough to make working together impossible moving forward. We look forward to seeing our fans on the road this summer, and we cannot wait to share our brand new music with the world. It is almost complete. Dave Mustaine, Megadeth. So don't ever send out videos, I guess, homemade porn videos. Just don't film yourself having sex. Just don't do it. If you don't want anything, if you don't want the public to know something, don't record don't it. Don't film it. Don't record it at all. Film, print, uh, audio, video, audio, nothing. all of it. Don't and it'll photograph. Still get on the internet. Edison Cylinder. Thank you, Big Tech. Melt that shit in the in your fireplace. Get rid of it. <laughs> if Jack's trying to paint you like one of his French girls, you tell him to back the fuck off. <laughs> Off. So, so how many band members need to be replaced before you're no longer allowed to release uh, content under that same name? And I use the I use the term uh, under firing under death circumstances. I think that's a different story. But how many I'm, band members need to be replaced? Well, Ellison was one of the original members. He founded founded Megadeth with uh, Mustaine after he got fired from Metallica. I don't know what his stake in the band is, but. I love that question, though. That's a great question. Uh, no, I that's because I have I asked this about the Rolling Stones. The Rolling Stones, uh, their original bassist uh, Bill Wyman, of course, is famously the bassist of the Rolling Stones. But the second guy, who I can't name because he's not famous, is the guy who replaced him. Has played with the Rolling Stones longer than Wyman ever did, and has actually produced more material, more albums with the Stones than Wyman did with the Stones. So who is really the basis for the Stones? Will it never be that guy, no matter how many albums he produces with them? It's a strange question. But well, at, at the certain, same time, he's respected, a, right? Well, at a certain point, he does have that many records under his belt. So I guess it's, it becomes a... It's reasonable, I think, to say, yes, he is the basis for the Rolling Stones. He's, in fact, more credible than Bill Wyman. But for some reason, he's not going to be famous. You know, because he wasn't the original guy. So it's it's a weird thing. Yeah, never step between the musician and their royalties, ownership of the band. Well, there's uh, that too. I can only imagine that Mustaine over the years has probably weaseled his way into having full control of the band in that capacity because uh, there was a couple of years where Ellison quit because this is the second time that he's been gone. Mm. Um, now that I think about it, I've got one of his fucking picks up here. Uh, one of the stage chains I worked with back in the, the old normal times was his bass tech. Went out and toured with him. He gave me a whole handful of picks in the middle of loadout. I'm like, oh, I don't know that. <laughs> shoving them in my pockets. <laughs> mm. Uh, so wh where does body parts come in? Isn't this the body parts option? Yeah, that was, you know, because someone put their body parts somewhere and they put it on the internet and then they lost their job. Oh, I, I figured body it would parts. be like the gory, you know. Yeah, I was expecting, because when you asked the question, I've got a George Carlin book I read years ago and it's all just a handful of the jokes, paragraph long jokes. 
maybe a page long jokes in some of them. Mm. But throughout the book, there's uh, a repeating character, so to speak, of news articles that's talking about how uh, a fish, a foot washed up on shore and it's kind of weird but you go about your day and then all of a sudden uh, 13 more feet all left uh left hand feet washed up (laughs) on the shore uh the police are now in a heightened state of awareness and later on in the book uh, a bag with 12 noses 13 nipples uh seven fingers and what whatever else have appeared we have no idea who these body parts are from or where they're going to or it was just i i'm not doing it justice but that's <laughs> that's where my mind went when you were talking body parts. Well, it's really yeah. hard to sell a Carlin joke. He's the way he sells shit is so oh, bizarre. Buy the book, read Maybe. the book. I'll I'll recommend it. Yeah, please uh, put put a link or whatever out there. Always. Yeah, I'll find that. That'll be that's a good one. See, it was all part of my dastardly plan. I was trying to hype up the the poem that I found for you guys. So I wanted yeah. to, you it was know, a plot twist. Yeah. You uh you force awakened us or not force awakened? What was the shitty one? Uh, the second one, whatever. I I don't remember. Fuck that movie. Uh, <laughs> hey, Billy Bones, did you recommend the other day? Uh, behold a pale horse. Was that you who did that? No, I didn't. I didn't okay. uh, recommend that. I tried reading that. I made it about a page and a half in before I I closed it and I couldn't oh. I couldn't deal with the writing. It was rough. We no no reading. You don't no reading. The audiobooks on YouTube. You just listen to it. it's it's complex anyway. But I was wondering if that was you that I thought it was you, but it must not have been. Either way, Bill Cooper is a heavy topic. We don't have to get into that guy. That guy's uh, that guy's from an the, I bought the I bought the book so that way I would specifically have the photocopies of the stuff that he was referencing. And I never even mm-hmm. looked at those. I what a waste of a book. It's terrible. <laughs> But I, I have it. I have the book. So at any point in time, I can be like, check it out. Actually, yeah. I got a book uh, recommendation off the top of my head as far as Bill Cooper goes, but not Bill nice. Cooper. Charlie Robinson. Uh, that's the author. He wrote a book uh, called The Octopus of Global Control. And all it is is quotes from notable people saying some crazy crap that would fall under conspiracy theory before COVID. After COVID, nice. it seems to be a different story. But uh, 2019 Thanksgiving had family over, and I had just got the book like two days beforehand. I was happy I got the book. And when we had everybody sitting around in the living room, I just I pulled out the book, and I'm like, open it up to a random page, read the quote aloud, and then pass the book <laughs> on to the next person. What a and, lovely Thanksgiving <laughs> tradition. Jeez. Oh. <laughs> hey, what's more American than that? Most of my family was like, ah, oh, here, here Billy goes again. Nah. Uh, but dudes, my mom sat in the corner and started flipping through that book left and right. Broke through yeah. to someone. Yeah. Hey, there's one in every room that deserves to uh, know, serves to be set free. But with every quote, everybody's mind was blown. It was, it was really cool to see. I don't, I don't have any crazy lib- liberals of the crazy kind that you see in Seattle. Those aren't my uh, people, so I can get away with this crap. You hand that book out to anyone out in downtown Seattle, that will get burned. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> the uh, Grim Boys, Grimerica used to read from that book a lot. They pull, yeah, they pull quotes from it. Actually, I think I have a copy now that I think about it. Mm. Good look. That one shall be acquired. I think 
I, I the the shit that elite people say is so much fun. You you were talking Billy Bones about being familiar with all of the just sheer amount of real estate that the tech industry takes advantage of all these, you know, high rises and stuff that they just take over one by one. That I I'm familiar with personalities, like just the the type of person that works there. They're just strange people work in the tech industry when you have that much like self-righteousness and money and you think you're just so fucking slick the the shit they say is really insane (laughs) really insane and they tried to make a lot of shows on it like silicon valley and hbo or um there was one that they made with ron swanson on hbo too it was called devs did you ever see devs that was a good one no i'm i'm lacking in the uh, movie and tv department tv department more so than the movie department mm-hmm. that's fair there's there's a lot of shit to watch but it's just about the type of person just the like slob self-righteous like i'm just a normal guy fucking mark zuckerberg uh you know jack type of personality the people <laughs> out here wouldn't consider themselves slobs but i know what you're talking about but i it's, consider them slobs uh, there, there is a, a self-righteous air, uh, there's an arrogance air and that definitely probably, I mean, think about anything that you might know more than just your buddy standing next to you and you can jump farther than him or you can dunk on the basket and he can't, you might lord it over an individual. And there's a point in time when you know more about coding than the next person, or you know more about the inside rules or you know how it's all supposed to go. You've watched the correct news station. So you know that your view is right. You know that you're out there saving following the the rules. You're, you're doing all the right things that it was written down by somebody else. There's there's a there's a time and a place to follow the rules, but there's also a point that individuals need to remain humble and understand that there's always someone bigger and better than you. And yet, even if I may quote uh, loosely, you know, the story of the Bible of David and Goliath, some little punk kid can come up and fuck up your day. So Mm. or or if we want to even go a little bit more spiritual, God will just have a bus run your ass over for being a dick. Well, there's plenty of stories in the Bible that will. I will do that that justice. I got to say, though, and I, and I don't want to be contrarian or anything, but I'm pretty sure the David and Goliath story isn't actually in the Bible. I looked for it. I I haven't looked for it, but I learned it in like three different Sunday school classes. So I mean, it's, there. Uh, it's, it's massive. Real. It's massive tradition, obviously. Everybody knows the David and Goliath pre, story. But religion looked, is pre-internet. It, well, there's all stuff that builds up around the Bible, you know, all, all the dogma and everything. That's 90% of it, but... I re- I'd li- I looked in the Bible and then I read some reference literature and I really looked. I-, I don't think it's actually in the Bible. It's not in the Old Testament anywhere. I can't find it. It's fucking weird. If anybody can find the actual text in the Old Testament where they tell the David and Goliath story, which should probably be in that, Kings somewhere. Uh, that should yeah. fall. Or somewhere. I have no there. idea what book Samuel is. Old, old, uh, old or new. Yeah. So. Well, Samuel's old for sure, but it's ah, you, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. We we aren't here to talk <laughs> about the Bible. That's not no. what we're here to do. <laughs> it was uh, it was merely a comparison to remember that you know just because you're sitting king on top of shit mountain doesn't mean some little punk kid isn't gonna come up from behind you and push you down that son of a bitch. Well, and king of what mountain? Like tech is is great and all, but it's not like these people are fucking. These people aren't as important as as what they think they are. You know. 
it's it's a strange thing. Well, one thing I think we've definitely lost, and it, I keep trying to uh, connect it in a handful of topics that I've gone through, but the there's a lack of churches in the Seattle area. I don't know about San Francisco or whatnot, but because I grew up on the East Coast, there's the amount of churches difference between these the East Coast and the West Coast. You is, fucking got it. Sorry. Sorry, you got the Bible verse. Okay, never mind. I was wrong. Billy Bones uh, is right. It's in there. It's in Samuel. Okay, please continue. So... Uh, the, the number of churches per capita situation and the seriousness of which people accept church out here is vastly different and not willing to recognize that there's something greater than you, be that an asteroid or just some higher being that can wipe you out at any moment, uh, seems to be forgotten by a lot of people. And even though they're scared with things like the coronavirus because the TV told them or the radio told them, and there's a justifiable reason to be afraid of it, but they've forgotten about living too. There, there's not outside time. There's, you know, they do sports, but that's not the same thing. That's just another constructive uh, social construction or or something learning experience. And that's not to take anything away from team sports or anything, but it's it's a management level. I don't know. I don't know how to explain it out here well enough. I've as much as I'm talking in circles. It does kind of remind me of a um, <clears throat> Guardian article uh, that I, I actually I think uh, my dad sent it to me. The people who want to keep masking, it's like an invisibility cloak. Have, have y'all heard of anything uh, in this similar vein or seen any? maybe heard conversations, had conversations with other people. It's like, oh, I, I do like having the mask because then you, you can't see what I'm doing with my mouth, whether I'm grimacing or smiling or saying fuck you behind it. Or, um, uh, I don't have to worry about looking a certain way because I have the mask on. It's just easier to go run around. I know there's, there's a handful of people like that out here, but the way the majority of people out here who, if, if they're wearing a mask and like 95% of the people out here wear masks and it doesn't help that the health department's been weaponized, but the people who are wearing a mask are like legitimately terrified of, of the, of the disease of, mm-hmm. of COVID. Like I went through the grocery store checkout line the other day, some 22 to 25 year old kid was double masked. And while I can't blame him for being scared, I wanted to slap him and wake him up like the chick on airplane. Like, get a hold of yourself. I think you can you're, blame him you're for not being gonna scared. Die. Yeah, that's dumb. It's a point zero zero. Two, I mean, yeah. It's, it, it's, it's not going to be fun, and I don't want his family getting sick, but you don't need two masks. You, you don't need to run around thinking you're going to drop dead in the street if you're in your early to mid-20s with this thing that the numbers show that the CDC shows that the, all the, all the data shows that. And then all the anecdotal evidence shows that. And if and it then, was the case, they wouldn't be fucking showing it on the airwaves. Well, yeah. But you're not, you're not consuming your information from the, the mainstream media. This is heavy NPR, CNN, MSNBC territory. Sure. Every, people don't go outside anymore and see for themselves. They don't go. I've been to the hospital fucking six times since this, not for anything serious, but the hospitals are empty around here. They've never been in capacity. And when I go around and I tell people that, they get mad at me. What are you talking? The news says that they're overflowing and there's dead bodies in ice cream trucks. And it's like, no, there isn't. You can go outside and you can see it for yourself. You don't have to listen to someone else tell you. You can go find this shit. It's out there. See it with your own eyes, you know. Uh, it's, it's terrifying how many people just completely 
sacrificed their own intellect and their own reason and, and submitted it to someone else. They don't even know. And, and as angry as we get at politicians, it's our fellow brothers and sisters that seem to be screwing the pooch on most of this. And I don't want to hold blame on them, but you're fucking it up for everybody else. Straight up. Straight it, up. It's fucking, it's, it's hard not to. It's really hard not to. And we what we're trying to be helpful. We'll compromise, but we anything we fucking say is is downright you know batshit crazy. But but more people are coming to the realization they're late to the fucking show, but they're showing up, and I'm happy about it. And I hope there's fucking time. But we could have used a little bit more realization of what the fuck was going on with everything. Even you'll know, find we may have been joking back in the day. Oh, you know they're they're. Com- trolling us with messages and whatnot and maybe we're we were a little off and using tinfoil because we thought it was sound waves when it was really the programming on the tv and the central central story and you know keeping everybody else's voices down but but the the dam is about to fucking explode right now because i listened to uh brett weinstein and his wife the dark horse podcast episode 80 i recommend listening to that one and those two are from Evergreen, they were kicked out because uh, Brett Weinstein had an issue with uh, Black History Day where black kids don't show up and just to show what the world would be like without black kids. That's where they turn it around and that's like the beginning of BLM kind of stuff in a nutshell. Bad nutshell, but still. Mm. Those guys finally came to the conclusion that No Agenda has been at for six months, eight months, a year. And so they're they're coming around. They see that and they see a much bigger picture. Listen to a couple different individuals on Megan Kelly's podcast. And she I know she doesn't have a small audience. So those the people that come to her who are also cracking like Brett Weinstein and his wife, those voices are getting out there. And so again, while we may be out here on the fringes actually discussing it, as much as I can call a mainstream podcast, mainstream podcast with the audience that I would expect to listen to those individuals it's it's coming through you know people are under you know we were calling out about the doctors who were silenced at the beginning of this and i can't remember but talk, just the study the swedish study about the schools to have the schools open up it's all coming through mm-hmm. and there's going to be a reckoning what it looks like i have no idea but it's it's there everybody sees it everybody's antsy enough I'm glad it's not under Trump because if the sparks were to fly under him, I would think stuff could go really, really, really south. But because it's under Biden and he keeps the the people under a little bit more control because they think he has everything running. He thinks he's got the smoothest running shit possible because he's not tweeting mean things. <laughs> uh, you know, everybody's kind of copacetic. And because everybody's calmed down, chilled out, there's no Trump on the TV to to spike them out of control because orange man bad and mean tweets and he said something inappropriate, then they have some, they have to look into something else. Mm-hmm. And as we, you know, as we're understanding the, there's more and more, again, more and more people are questioning the, the lab leak theory, not saying it happened on purpose, but I mean, the fucking, it, it didn't come from straight from a fucking bat because if it came from a bat, we would have found the fucking bat. There's no bat. Yes. And I think the Rand Paul, uh, gain of function conversation that he had with Fauci. I think that's actually done more than I thought it would. A lot of people, I think, are, are using that as a way to be like, "Wow, that you, you know." Once you've because, been grilled in Congress on it like that, because he's know. been nice, he's played nice. YouTube can't just outright remove him. He is a sitting senator, whereas yeah. 
they had an individual, which is again brought up in the Brett Weinstein podcast, a reminder for anybody that follows No Agenda because they heard it a while ago, but they had some guy come in saying crazy things about ivermectin and because it didn't jive with the who, the gulag pulled it off their shelves and said, you're not allowed to view this because this is whack job crazy shit. And now that, again, because we have a sitting senator who's not provoking a riot or an insurrection, he's just being an asshole to the all hail Dr. Fauci, uh, that gets to stay up because it falls a little bit more within the context context because Rand Paul is actually polite and knows how to play the, by the rules as opposed he's to Trump. He's a good politician just, and yes. he's an actual doctor. So he, he could, He's so only an eye doctor, so he can see the information. That's right. <laughs> it's never been clearer. Damn. <laughs> Indeed, Billy Bones. Indeed. I, uh, there's a Amherst, uh, Massachusetts, a college up there. There was three girls that were photographed outside of the school campus, off school property, but they were photographed without masks. And guess what happened? They got kicked out of school and they have to fucking reapply the following year. They were barred from taking their finals. They were kicked out of their fucking online classes. It's a whole literal Salem witch. Fuck that school. Boycott. Don't don't apply again. Learn a trade. Go on YouTube. Figure something out. Start a podcast. I I swear to God. I saw Jilly Valentine dancing with the devil in the forest. She's a witch. Oh, she's a witch. Oh, yeah. That's what this has become. It's fucking insane. And there's a big, big hubbub, and rightly so. uh, There was a big hockey game parade for the hockey team, I should say. There was a parade for the hockey team. Plenty of people without masks. It was on school property. Tons and tons of video and fucking photos and Christ. yeah, they uh, they they fucking just robbed them of sixteen hundred dollars, I think, per girl. Um, I got a video linked in there in the show notes. Check it out. So, oh, I'm sorry, but you do not have your papers. Papers, please. Oh, I'm sorry, but you do not follow the code. I had someone. Oh my god, I I had someone going on the. It's like, well, you know, you've seen all these coronavirus tattoos and then you see the lot numbers of the vaccine numbers that they're getting tattooed with their J&J or the little Band-Aid. It's so, not the government doing it. It's by free choice. I know. I know. It's just like, well, I mean, realistically, like. It's not a mask mandate. We're just telling you that you should stay masked up. I was just, uh, you know, kind of like navigating it away from the arm or from the shoulder down to various. I'm still of the mindset that you need a QR code on your forehead so you can get your temperature scanned at the same time. That's how I'm feeling about that. But I had him going for She's like, wait a second. I would do the hitman. You know, the hitman. Oh, back of the neck. Back. Yeah. Uh, back of the cranium. Oh, straight up. Just fucking back of the dome. Yeah. You got to leave room for the uh, matrix jack right above it, right below it. That's right. Or uh, your, uh, yeah, Matrix Jack slash uh, Ghost in the Shell, whatever. What the fuck is this SCSI connector for? (laughs) What the fuck? USB 2.0? Fucking thing. You guys guys got all that? I'm still on SATA. (laughs) (laughs) I just have a floppy disk drive in the back of my head. Yeah, you do. I play Simant. Too many hours. I love that game. I there's no there's no amount of years I I think in my life that I will acquire where I won't think on that game fondly. 
I played that a bit. I I was more sold into uh, Sim Tower. Well, but that's then, a good uh, one too. Streets of Sim City. I put some put some time into that for as terrible graphics as that was. But it came oh. that Streets of Sim City came with a town editor. You build up your town, just drive around town. Yeah, that was that's cutting edge shit for the time. Early Maxis stuff, man. That's is bad graphics, but it was very innovative. I want a I want a Medina, Arkansas Sim City simulator. I just I just had that thought. There's no like good simulators for <laughs> for Medina, Arkansas. Yeah. You know what? I think you're absolutely right, Barry. <laughs> you say Medina or Mina? Me, uh, what, what, you know which one I'm talking about. You're talking about Mina. You're talking about yeah, Wild Mina, Bill's Mina. Yeah. old stomping grounds. <laughs> you're talking about the cocaine capital of Arkansas. I know what you're talking about. Been watching a bunch of cocaine cowboys on YouTube as of late. Kind of stepped away from moonshiners for my short little uh, entertainment spats. Sure, sure. You ever you ever notice with all the all the cocaine running movies of the '80s that it's always just like like that Tom Cruise movie that they made where he was a like a middleman flyer. Mm-hmm. Oh, you mean the true story? The true story, yeah, the true story. Uh, and it's like. With all of those movies, because there are a lot of them, with all of those movies, it's like, oh, sure, this guy just did that and made these connections and did all this and knew these guys, and it was a nice, tight club, and it all just so happened to have happened that way, and there was absolutely no larger entity at no, the end no, no, organizing no, it, funding it. No, the, the only, the, the only thing that logistics. Was, that was driving him was his... Cisgendered, chauvinist ass pig mailed him. This guy's white man who got a plane, and then the government <laughs> just so happened to miss him all three thousand times he flew over the border bringing cocaine into the United States. <laughs> oh, shit. just so happened to. Oh, oh, geez, lucky guy. Oh, you know what? I'm gonna fold this. I'm gonna fold this straight back over to my poem that I found because it it's kind of applicable. <clears throat> and this is I'm not gonna sing it. Because I don't remember how it goes. But this is to the tune of the Beverly Hillbillies. Come and listen oh God. to a story about a man named Jed, a poor mountaineer, barely kept his habit fed. Then one day he was looking at some tube and saw that Florida had a lax attitude about pills, that is, hillbilly heroin, OC. Well, the first thing you know, old Jed, Jed's a driving south. Ken folks said, Jed, don't put too many in your mouth. Said, sunny Florida is the place you ought to be. So they loaded up the truck and drove speedily. South, that is, pain clinics, cash and carry, a bevy of pillbillies. Well, now it's time to say howdy to Jed and all of his kin. And they would like to thank Rick Scott for kindly inviting them. They're all invited back again to this locality to have a heap, heap and helping of Florida hospitality. Pill mills, that is. Buy some pills. Take a load home. Y'all come back now, you hear? Thanks, John, uh, excuse me, Joe T- Tomke, T- Tomansky, corporate investigator, Amerisource Bergen, corporate security and regulatory affairs, 10, let's see, 1001 West Taylor Road, Romeoville, Illinois. And that was an email sent by the drug distribu- uh, distribution company, Amerisor, um, uh, that's a weird name, Amerisource Bergen. So the, one of the companies that were involved in <laughs> pimping out 
Oxycodone is sharing around this email and they got busted and it's getting it's getting fucking presented to court. Uh, I have no idea how that employee came up with such an offensive rhyme. That's not work culture here at all. And so topical, too. That catchy uh, Beverly Hillbillies tune there that once everyone was knows. A man named, yeah. There was once a, a guy named Jeb. He was my, hunting out in the forest when he shot an oil well. Yeah, yeah. You, throw that right to, you throw that right into the tune and everybody could snag onto that. Let's see. But... The West Virginia trial is a rare example of an opioid crisis legal case reaching a courtroom. The city of Huntington and surrounding Cabell County in the southwest corner of the state sued America's three largest distributors, Amerisource Bergen, Cardinal Health, and McKesson, for moving opioids into the region. Uh, Prosecutors say the companies should have noticed the suspicious orders and declined to fill them. The distributors have argued that they reported suspect requests of the drug enforcement's uh, DEA and their legal responsibility ended there. Um, While nearly every major opioid crisis legal case has resulted in million and billion dollar and 15 billion trillion settlements. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) Joe cracks me up. Uh, sorry, I lost where I was. Um, county pushed for the trial. Uh, the three distributors, along with drug maker Johnson and Johnson, reached a $26 billion settlement with state and local municipalities across the nation late last year. Uh, West Virginia State Attorney General settled a case with the Marisource Bergen and Cardinal Health in 2016 and nearly 500,000 Americans. I don't believe this number, by the way. Nearly 500,000 Americans died from opioid overdoses between 99 and 2019, according to the CDC. Uh, all over the country? Yeah. That's it? Yeah. That doesn't sound right. No, it doesn't. That would be what that would be when the uh, the COVID people Oh, they're undercounting that. Oh, there's way more deaths than that. So I know I'm that guy. There's way more deaths than that for opiate deaths. Come on. Yeah, but you can't prove it. So there's only yeah. that many deaths. I guess I don't have a Pfizer or a Bayer to boss around and make me studies and shit. So fuck yeah. me. <laughs> Anecdotal <laughs> evidence is not evidence in court, sadly. Just like everybody yeah. who's who's decided to participate in phase three that shouldn't be participating. Wow. Rampage on that shit. Good. You should deny your own experiences and deny everything that you actually experience in your own life and just listen to people you don't respect and and do what they tell you. (laughs) Uh, Okay. (laughs) So I deny, but I deny behind the schemes and you will find me watching Rachel Maddow 24 seven. Jesus Christ. You podcast with this guy. <laughs> Just wait till I tell you about the TikTok. <laughs> Just wait until the second half of show. Just wait and you see this guy. He's oh. a bloom, he's a bloomin'. Uh, I have a really weird connection with the Beverly Hillbillies that I will not tell that story right now but i just want to make a stamp in that i know the family of that guy oh shit yeah that's a tease for two to three episodes stay stay tuned everybody yes this is a nice uh hiff clanger yeah speaking of hiff clangers we got some screen mails shall we check them out hell fucking yeah this is this first one from what's going on here there we go Hmm. Unmute that fucking tab. It's unmuted. It started at the beginning. I wonder if the message didn't. I don't hear nothing. Did you forget to hang up, caller? All right. Let's Was uh, it an, like an exhale? I thought I heard a little noise. But... Well, they called right back, so let's see what they got. Uh. 
What? Oh, fucking Darth Vader calling in, motherfucker. Uh, spin, rotate, enhance, zoom, enhance, enhance, enhance. Toker are the bull. Uh, well, someone's father calling in. One more time for good measure. right there but i can't quite get it damn it if only i knew the power of the dark side (laughs) (laughs) if only i had murdered jedi younglings (laughs) (laughs) if only i had the high ground (laughs) a memoir (laughs) Uh, it's gone on the sticky only I had the high ground. <laughs> <laughs> the bestseller by the most well-known dictator in the galaxy. Lordy, lordy. Uh, we are about halfway through here. Um, now seems more appropriate than ever for some intermission action, unless there's any objections. I think that sounds like a fantastic idea. And we I will can- join you guys for intermission. Uh, I do leave the USB channel uh, unmuted. So, Billy Bones, mm-hmm. at any point, if you have something you'd like to comment on, feel free to speak up. We've Thank we, you. We run a very loose ship here. Um, who was this first song? Uh, I like the second one that I picked. This one's going to be pretty cool. Um, it's, uh, oh, Zombie Dandies. Girls and Whiskey. I like it. Yeah. awake each morning and go off during the weekdays to earn the living at various jobs and undertakings until we come to the weekend. And this seems perfectly acceptable to most people. However, more people die between six and nine on a Monday morning than any other time of the week. 
So I do what I, I call a translation of the English language, and I and spell that T-R-A-N-C-E commute. with the idea that words cast spells. They so do. when you translate that life sentence, you remember that a wake is a funeral party for the dead. Mourning is the state you're in when you attend a wake. And you would have to be in a week days to earn the living, since oh, urns are for the ashes of the dead. We call God. our jobs undertakings. Job She's itself making points. is a Hebrew this word. This is like the female version of and what we Jordan get B. At Peterson. The end of this perverse bargain with life <laughs> is the weak end of the deal as we become progressively weakened ourselves. And, and my so estimation. our most prevalent greeting to each other is hello, the reverse of which is oh hell. Oh, wow. That one's a stretch. I suspected the hands Uh. of collusion entangling the language to foster illusion. And I think it's quite true that a culture's theology has a great deal to do with a word's etymology and how it evolves over time to combine incompatible meanings that may undermine the original thoughts it was meant to define. But now, I don't think it's planned. For the thing that I've found is that like concepts can gravitate toward the same sound and vibrate at the rate that our thoughts designate. Because words are electromagnetic vibrations whose fine alphabetic tintinabulations can take on the tint of our true expectations, which they then imprint on our metal of mind, causing sounds to adhere when they're of the same I've been wanting to come on your show for months and months. You've been asking me to come on your show for months and months, and it's just gotten blocked. And now Dr. Anthony Fauci goes on all the programs he wasn't allowed to appear on during the previous administration. There's been some change at the top in Washington. Uh, it's, it's great to finally have you here, sir. It's a real honor. What are you most looking forward to in a post-COVID world? Oh, Brad Pitt, of course. Because <laughs> you could expect to start to see cooler weather in the upper northeast corridor. Don't tell me you get what it's like because you don't get it. If you're being a bitch, I'm going to tell you you're being a bitch. Fundamentals are not rocket science. Why are you here? Look at the pastrami sandwich. Shots. Shots. A hundred million shots. Children, what do we do first? Check, he's awake. Are you awake, Doctor? To be honest with you, I'm not sure what the Brits are saying. Look, I rarely admit I'm wrong, but I was wrong about children needing masks outside. They do not need a mask outside. If they have a plastic bag over the head, toss a clear bag over your kid's dome piece, duct tape around the neck so no droplets can come in or out, poke a couple holes so they can breathe, and heck, if they get hungry, you can even throw a couple graham crackers in there. Now, it's not going to offer the perfect protection, so I'd even go ahead and dip your kids in a vat of boiling hot wax. It'll dry and sort of make a protective COVID shell, two straws in the nose so they can breathe. Toss them in a crawl space of the attic, and then in three to nine to 25 years, you can pull them out, crack the shell, and they can get back to a normal life playing and going to school. It just makes common sense. I mean, I've been shoved around by his bodyguards 
in New York when he just comes down the street and I'm like, hey, Michael Moore, and guys start manhandling me and bump me with an elbow. He had this big Nelly bodyguard with a gun on his hip. I just rammed my elbow, it's on video, right back into him. The guy went, Ugh. I was like, yeah, hit me, I'm gonna knock your freaking head off, punk. You want a hot-powered uppercut right upside your head, you're about to get it. And you might be able to fight, but you're about to get a fight. Do you understand that, you freak? You you're understand that, you freak? I'm telling you, people are coming out of the fucking ground. Public access here in Austin, Texas, Austin TV.
drink to the pirates of the sea. Drink, 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 drink with me. Drink to the glory and victory. Drink, 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 drink with me. Drink to the pirates of the sea. Drink, 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 drink with me. service reminder to eat citrus so that you don't lose your teeth in a bout of scurvy as you're sailing the high seas. This is Behind the Schemes. Indubitably. And I might have had Billy Bones directly in mind when I searched the FMA with pirate. Yar. <laughs> I was like, oh, I wonder I, what I can find. I went to Yar and my mic was muted. So. Who was that again? Let's find that. That was a good tune. Uh, muted yar. Black bones, pirates of the coast. Drink up, me mateys. Good stuff all so that, around. And so that I will. lady talking about words being said backwards and whatnot. I was trying to find. I didn't. I don't have the audio, sadly. But uh, there was a point on No Agenda eight uh, hundreds is when I would have heard it of Obama saying, "Yes, we can." And getting the crowd to cheer. Yes, we can. Getting the crowd to cheer. And when you reverse, yes, we can, it says, thank you, Satan. Yes, that's true. <laughs> Did you know this, Booberry? This is this is pretty, uh, this is pretty, re- this is pretty common. I really I wanted to find it so I could prove it, but I don't have the audio. I'm sorry. It was on backmasking.com, I think. That is very Satan-y. Backmasking. God damn it. You haven't heard this, Booberry? Apparently oh not. Gosh. Wow, oh I've, I've really uh, dropped the uh, dropped the scheme here. The proverbial right. ball. Yeah, we are getting behind it right now. Speaking of which, the other thing you can get behind, you can leave us a voicemail again. We'll be playing them as they roll in. Six one two two six three seven nine 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 nine. Okay, so I went to search up this. Yes, we can reversed on YouTube. And the first recommended video, so it's nothing to do with the video, but the recommended video is a Bernie Sanders eight and a half hour filibuster, <laughs> but it's with lo-fi chill study music, chill beats to study to. So you get lo-fi almost nine hour Bernie Sanders filibuster. That's, That's called programming. I think I'm going to listen to that when I go to bed tonight. Um, I might no, have. I wake up a socialist in the morning. Oh, God. I need to pay more taxes. I need to pay way more taxes. I need to ruin my standard of living and pay way more taxes. Our standard of living. Uh, Comrade. (laughs) Why am I not paying enough taxes? Oh, my God. I think I found it. It's uh, this is a pretty good headline or title. Obama slash Antichrist. Yes, we can backwards. Thank you, Satan. Let's check it out. Glad they added that piano music, that ding a ling a ling to that shit. Stupid, dumb. Ah, these YouTubers are (sighs) terrible. Everybody, everything needs to be flashy and snappy and quick, and you can't focus on anything. So I'm gonna snap over here and snap over here. You need a music bed, so I need to enhance the sound. So you need to really get involved in this. 
fucking audio. Don't All forget right. to shake the camera. Uh, I almost shook the mic when I was saying that. That's what I got bells for. Yeah. It's true, though. You reverse the yes, we can, and it says hail Satan because you know why? Obama is a blood-sucking owl-worshipping Satanist, and there's nothing you can do about it. <laughs> you heard it right here on Green Room. You heard it right here on Mind the Schemes. It's true. <laughs> and fucking history will prove me right. It'll be long dead. I'm still, I'll still be right, so I have nothing to fucking fear. <clears throat> anyway. I, I do. I, I found another one. I'm going to try it out because I really want to hear this now. If they take over Congress... The other side has promised to roll back health reform so that insurance companies can go back to denying you coverage before you're, because you're sick. They want to roll back Wall Street voice. reform so that taxpayers yeah. are on the hook you gotta, for Wall Street you, bailouts. You got to focus the energy. And credit card companies can you hit you bring with the collective consciousness and together. And if they win <laughs> in Congress, they will you. cut AIDS funding right here in the United States of America and all across. The world. Jesus is with us. Jesus is with us. Casting a spell. What? Uh, you suck. That's terrible. That was awful. Yeah. Like in 45 yeah. seconds of my life, I'm not getting back. All right. Homework for everybody. You got to listen to the whole 800 block of No Agenda and get caught up on that. You will find the audio in there somewhere. Yes, we can. Yes, we can. Oh, hey, you say, hey, you say, hey, you say, hey, you say, thank you, Satan. It's, you know, I can use a little more and there. Say tan. Ten. Yeah. That thank you is spot on. Shut up. Shut up. Sorry. Not you. Next. Oh, oh no! I let no. You go ahead. You tell me. Shut up, <laughs> Hank. You saying Hank? Hank, you saying? Uh, do uh. Well, since we've already cracked up in that can, a second half a show. Um, I pulled a just a handful. I've only got four clips here. About some. Before we go into that, can I just ask one more? Since we've got Billy Bones here, I just want to ask him a quick question. Is that right? Yeah. Shoot. Just, no. <laughs> Okay. I don't I didn't come here to take questions. Just came one here to question. Podcast. I just I gotta know. I asked this I've asked this of all the people we've we've interviewed so far, which I think right. is two people. <laughs> uh what what is like your favorite do you have a favorite conspiracy theory? Or do you have a conspiracy theory that to you is very special or, or like caused you to go down a certain path? Uh, in your mind, something that comes to the top of your head when I ask the question. A conspiracy theory. Yeah, something that uh, was that was against the grain. The, you know, my my wake up call sure as fuck was nine eleven. Uh, less than two years after that, I watched something that just just a flash video pointing out all the cameras that kind of disappeared. It pointed out the free fall speed, all the little things like I didn't know, but I know they're based in science and there's fact out there. And there's you know, even in high school when I was, you know, I didn't all when, when it, the day it happened, fuck the towers blew up shit, you know, planes flew in there. Shit's gone wild. And uh, I watched that flash video and it just pointed out the, the tiny little things. And that cracked, uh, started, started questioning, saw loose change and was off to the races 
and it was game on. But, you know, because you'd heard about, oh, you know, Kennedy was assassinated and you didn't look into that. You know, that requires reading an actual freaking book right? mm-hmm. or or living through the time to understand what happened. <clears throat> Whereas, you know, 9-11, that was, that was impactful. That, I remember that day. I remember having to go to fucking school and, you know, Asking parents, you, you, you know, do we get to get out of school? And they're like, no, they're not flying a fucking plane into your school. You're going to school. Mm-hmm. So had to go to school, but we had the TVs on the entire day uh, and just all all of that. Because I woke up that morning to, I, would, I had the alarm clock radio, had the morning rock station on, the morning disc jockey that always told you the news and woke up to a phone call of, uh, yeah, we're the, the second tower just got hit. We're standing in here and I'm going to say Starbucks, but I don't think it was a Starbucks, but little coffee shop on the corner kind of situation. Yeah. Mm. We just heard the explosions. And after that clicked on the TV and boom, just that kind of, it was a, that was a wild day. And then going forward from there and just, I mean, I wasn't a straight A student, but you learn things in history class that people are assholes. You deal with individuals and you realize people are assholes. Mm-hmm. You know, not everybody's an asshole. Not every, you're not supposed to mingle with everybody. There, there's groups for fucking everybody. Right. But just understanding that people are, people, people are shitty. Why couldn't that happen? And then you start going, you know, I grew up in the Catholic church and granted it wasn't talked about a whole bunch. And then I was in Boy Scouts and about that time it was kind of talked about, about the malpractice that was going on within both, both of those institutions. Luckily I got out of, I didn't have to deal with any of that, but it still happened and it's, there is truth in it because people are shitty. So why can't we expand on certain other things? And maybe it's not lizard people. Maybe there's not interdimensional beings, but there's and, and there's there's probably not a. Well, I I don't want to say that because there's the G seven, you know, the table of fucking a handful of people making all the decisions for the fucking world, and then you got a handful of people that are in it for greed, power. People love power. People love money. People like controlling other people and other things. People mm-hmm. get high and mighty. So again, it might not be a direct objective like soldiers marching orders, but we have a general goal out here. So take this idea and cultivate it and make it happen. I mean, we have things like Dark Alliance. That's a book, but that was the cocaine smuggling. Mm -hmm. And that's well documented. And that guy seems to have, you know, wound up in an unfortunate circumstance. When you start looking at, I don't know, a certain former president's list of individuals that have come close to them and perished, uh, left this plane of existence at a early age. Under strange circumstances. I, I will, I will, we can give a margin of error. People get in car accidents. We see them here, you know, on a regular basis. The bridge gets shut it down. Happens. It happens. You know, every someone day. has a bad day at 7 Eleven and someone's deciding to rob the place and shoot the place up. Mm-hmm. But there's an awfully large number of individuals. I don't, I've had people that I know in my life pass away and granted i'm if if i expand that to a person of influence where you're shaking a lot of hands you know the number grows but when they're in direct connection with you and then you bring in something like being the governor of arkansas at a very precarious time uh, working for very precarious people it's how many coincidences until it's not a coincidence it still could be a coincidence but it's it's all those little things and 
you know, I, I feel I've been open-minded enough, uh, even growing up. You know, I, I said, you know, interdimensional beings under uh, facetious terms because in my personal view, in, in what I believe, I experience things like deja vu and certain levels of telepathy. Can I be the next who's it, what's it lady on the TV? Uh, you call in, I'll, I'll tell you your fortune. No, nowhere near that good. It happens by accident, kind of stumble into it and, oh, it happened kind of situation. And so growing up with situations like that, I think were definitely a spark that let this, uh, major event actually kind of crack the nut open and let me expand my thought processes. And then when I come, I came across, uh, Grimerica and you tune into all the TV shows and you're like, well, at least I'm not the only person, whatever that's looking into this, but it's produced. And so you only get to imagine with what they imagine. But Grimerica came along and it's like, these guys think exactly what I'm thinking. And it, Mm -hmm. you know, just rattling the cage and going, I'm, I am definitely not alone. And if these guys are thinking like this, there's many more that are thinking like that. And it felt good not to be alone with all these crazy thoughts. You know, again, you know, I'll, I'll let's, we can play the, the lizard card. I'm okay playing that card. Do I think it's actual? No, but I think there's a probability of it and I'm willing to roll the dice. Kind of reminds me of a point that Gwyff brought up on uh, the latest misinformed nation that we did on Sunday. And I believe Dean Reiner from Up Is Down had a dude on and he was talking about all these mountain ranges where he was surmising that they were fallen titans that had decayed and become part of the terrain over the millennia, right? Really trippy stuff and I haven't, I don't know what episode it is to go out and search it, but Gwyff's point was to hear all of these like super fantastical stories and like just alternate origin stories for how mystical our realm could be just to see it reduced to, Oh, these are just Russian bots. Uh, You know, it's just misinformation. It's just, it's just fucking Russian disinfo. That's all it is. Like I, 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 I know that it does a disservice, but it really does a disservice (laughs) when I think about it in that, in that terms, because, and this is a, this is another fucking through, uh, not through line, but just another point I've been kind of harping on as of recently, like, as far as I can tell, everyone here that particip- participates with all these shows and calls in or produces shows, like, they're all people. They're all, I don't know. I'm kind of losing it. It's just things are way too cool and mystical just to see it reduced to propaganda campaigns, I think is what I'm trying totally. to say. And, but, and then reduced but, to fan that, fiction. But that's what we're doing. You know, maybe to each of us, our own level of participation and contribution, but you keep the magic alive at some way, shape or level. And maybe someone decides to dig again, just a little bit deeper, go a little bit further than you thought possible or your interests just kind of fell off or Mm -hmm. your responsibilities didn't offer you that chance to take that leap to move forward. And again, someone else can take the baton and build on something. And maybe when you make your way back around the track and, and you're ready to study in on again, study in on it again. An individual that you influenced has influenced a greater circle. And when you come back in, more of that magic's there, more of that knowledge is there. Mm-hmm. And and we again, we get to grow and experience life at a deeper level. Hopefully, you benefit from the system while contributing to the system, the 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 good system of of providing the knowledge. You got to put good vibes out there. Yeah. And, you know, garbage in, garbage out. But yeah. 
good vibes in, good vibes out, and sometimes they ricochet off some shitty assholes that you just got to deal with. Oh, the splashback phenomenon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. the splash zone. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, you got me wet. You're in the fucking pool, asshole. <laughs> Sink or swim. Sink or swim. <laughs> uh, that, I think that one of the things that I took away is that it's from, from what you just said, Billy Bones, is that it's not simple. It's not a simple overnight process to get to, you know, learning about all these things, all these things that kind of add up, just these thousands and thousands of little things that couldn't possibly be a coincidence. It takes a long time to, you got to experience it personally, something jars you out of whatever you're doing. And then from there, you go down the rabbit hole. And it's a complex journey. It's something that we all do in our own weird way. A lot of us cover a lot of the same material and we know a lot of the same sort of what we what they call conspiracies and uh but what what i would call just weird shit that's happened that people refuse to believe is true (laughs) even though it's bizarre it's a brain exercise it's a brain exercise you you got to work the muscles in your body to stay fit and strong and healthy right you're supposed to go out and jog and run supposed to use your eyes in the distance and the near not supposed to stare at a screen 12 hours a day and you're not supposed to consume mush food you're not supposed to consume mush information from the tv mm-hmm. so the more you're willing to stretch and expand your mind have fun it's the imagination break loose again we're only here for a limited amount of time yeah and there's only a certain amount of shit worth giving a shit about exactly life is short and this too shall pass whatever is going on in your life whatever pain or joy you're suffering it won't last forever, and you just gotta try and enjoy it as much as you can, even though life fucking is a, it's a nightmare sometimes. But you know what? A lot of the times it's great too. So you never know. Life Keep is on. a roller coaster. It goes you know. up and down and round and round. And at the end of the day, it's just a ride. That's right. There's a and handful there of people, it. and there's a handful of people that know this is a ride, and they'll tell you it's just a ride. Hang it's out, just a ride. chill out, and we kill those people. We say fuck you. This is a ride. Pay your money. You're going for a ride, and it's gonna be fun. Regardless, they don't tell you it's going to be scary. That's right. (laughs) You waited in line, you asshole. You're fucking going on a ride now. Actually, I've had this one saved forever. And we kill those people. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) Yep. I've been caught, but it was good. I enjoyed it. I fucking, I love that little bit. That's great. (laughs) That's fun. So anyway, uh, Booberry, I believe you had... uh, some clips? I oh, yeah, so. I've got uh, four clips on some UFO stuff. One of them is Biden's response, which there was the one that was getting passed around. Uh, but there was Sunshine. another one. There was another one that was a little longer, and it caught a question at the beginning that most other ones had chopped out, which I it's not the biggest, like, holy fuck, but I just thought it was kind of interesting. And then uh, the second one is a series of three short ones um, from CBS, I believe, but... <clears throat> This is Biden asked point blank about UFOs by Fox News reporter. If you're not asking me a mean one like you usually do. (laughs) Who in the fuck is asking Biden mean questions? That's what I want to know. Dude, this guy is so fucking toilet paper soft. I fucking can't stand this guy. Don't sneeze, you'll blow away the president. The dusty old shadow. Listen here, Jack, stop hassling me there, bud. I'll take you behind the shed there, guy. (laughs) <laughs> like I used to in Scranton, bud. I used to rub the hair down, let it turn blonde in the water. I'll tell you, back when I was another entire person, back before they killed me and replaced me with who I am now, 
<laughs> I'd tell you, I'd take you out behind the shed and I'd wrestle you up there, Jack. Um, have you have you all seen this by chance? No. All right. So he gets asked by uh, about this the UFO stuff. It's something interesting. I think it's not come up. President Obama says that there is footage and uh, records of objects in the skies, these unidentified aerial phenomenon. And he says, we don't know exactly what they are. What do you think that it is? I would ask him again. Thank you. Clap, 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 clap. Yeah, just we're gonna let this one go just a little. Yeah, that's oh, a little shorter than I thought. Well, great, um, so I, get, great one, I got a question to pose for you guys in relation to UFOs and alien existence. This is gonna so be prepared, ready, y'all buckled in. Good, thanks. Uh, if the ability to legitimately travel the stars, like we were allowed to. The, the aliens came down and said the only way we give you this technology is if you form a one-world government that verifies that only the uh, approved individuals are allowed to leave the planet. Would you go for that? I don't if want to only, make it any more specific. Only the approved, if only the approved humans but, are allowed to leave. Well, it, it would be it'd be like you need your passport, right? You need your passport to leave the United States. You need your passport to go from France to, to Europe, right? So you need to pass the background check, whatever it may be. It could just be an Oculus that you know you get stamped, you get your passport stamped, and any the intergalactic police can pull you over. But it has to be under uh, one world government. Would you choose to stay on the rock and say no, no humanity gets to leave, or would you say one world government and we are allowed to traverse the universe? Mm. Boobs. What? I don't know. On paper, it sounds kind of nice, but I would imagine it's got that same sort of septic feeling of some West Coast sort of big city politics where it sounds really good in practice, but the moment you start implementing it, it just turns to shit really fast. It's kind of how I feel. Because you never know like what you're going to go out there and find, and then you really... You really fucking poke the space bear, and then the space bear comes back and is like, "Oh yeah, nah, we're just space gonna fucking, yeah stomp you out, fucking." And they just suck us up their space slime. Yeah, it was a trip. It was a drop. Send, I mean, it, send us back to our prison planet. Yeah, and like we can barely figure it out on the prison planet as it is now. Um, I don't think it's going to get any better the moment we can go to space. I'm still on the fence if space even exists. Um, I'll just throw it out there. Uh, oh, no, there's, I've got four articles I've got lined up that I need to read. I don't think I'm going to podcast about them, but uh, it, it talks about, and since I don't have them pulled up, but the best I can say is uh, it said uh, heaven is square and uh, the earth is, no, heaven is round and the earth is square. Yep. That's uh, hmm. yeah, Freemasonry, that like. Yep, and it's a matter of squaring the circle and talking about the uh, un- the ideas of where heaven and earth may have come from, and it offers a chance to explain at least the base thesis uh, or the starting thesis of where the idea has grown for flat Earth. Mm. And so I I've, I came across those looking for something completely different, you know, how the internet works. So I'm looking for this, how'd this pop up? But found that, found one of the articles and saved all four of them. And again, those are on the list to be read. 
just again mind mind exercises and see see what someone else thinks and see if it jives with my world we've reality. Got, we've got we've uh, got Servo, of course, in the green room. Uh, the brilliant Servo, who has dropped this Axis Mundi uh, wiki page. We'll see if it jives with what you're talking about here. I know you shared this before. It's Square it's in my uh, polls. My catalog of of shit that I want to dive down into because i you know i really do like the old school origin myths i'm not saying that the it's all ice wall and you uh i'm gonna build a rocket i'm gonna build a rocket i'm gonna prove this mother is flat Uh, like uh, that doesn't really interest me like but i i like the old school like the old world connections to it um the stories evolved from somewhere yeah it came from somewhere and there's and you know what? As bad as it might be to compare, but stereotypes exist for a reason. the The stories the stories have a basis in somewhere, and be it just a simple uh, Aesop's fable, where there's a moral or there's a, a baseline story to it, or it is something more deep and complex that digs into the character of an individual soul, such as like and some of the Greek stories we might have heard of, like Hercules or whatever, where it shows the evolution of a, a demigod and shows the contrast between an individual and the world that surrounds him with. Uh, The principles stick around, uh, not necessarily just the story. The story is always retold one way or the other. And the baseline principles, right, always crop up again, again, again. Morality is forged from the the journey that we all take as people that's somehow condensed into kind of a A slow vibration. Yeah, yeah, a thing that we all tie into, a vibration, exactly. And it looks like Dark Lord RK is ready to blast off to space. <laughs> yeah, this guy is going one world government. This guy wants one world. I personally, if I was put into that, I would try to see what Plan C was, and I would see if there was a way we could make a deal. Yeah, but, like maybe explore our oceans instead of space. Yeah, see, see if there was a way maybe we could take baby steps. You know, we don't have to go to the Pleiades right away. I mean, I I would, but that'd be cool. Uh, no, my thing is with aliens, it always comes down to this the Great Barrier, what I hear about the Great Barrier, and just the sheer scope and size of space and what would need to be possible in order to travel across space. And um, maybe I just, we're just living in a time and a space where I can't really conceive it, but there are so many reasons why we shouldn't be able to be visited by aliens as opposed to should be. There probably is life out there in the, in the great expanse, but there's so many things going on here on earth that are so specific that I just can't help but think that life here has been affected in some way by some sort of not intelligent uh, source, but just something that kind of gave it a pushing guiding hand you know this didn't just happen in a vacuum what we have here there's, there's something going on i don't know quite what it is how many coincidences until it's no longer a coincidence yeah you know and there's a certain thing just about your gut there's so many stupid people in the world and i could be a stupid person but there's so many dumb people that think so many things so much worse than i do so why not believe in my shit you know it's it, there's no reason not to you, there's so much evidence out there for so many things and you're learning all the time and there's no reason to not turn around and go you know what I was wrong sorry I was wrong forgive me well I think that trait's kind of getting bred out of people yeah that's that's just not okay anymore you can't do that anymore shit I was wrong sorry <laughs> no we gotta cancel you <laughs> <laughs> 
Shows, you know, we're oh. going to pull this show off the internet. We're going to pull you. We are boycotting your advertisers. I'm making a Fuck. phone call at 7 o'clock tomorrow morning. That's it. Just your so I can be life. the first one on HR. You're going to lose your job. Your wife's going to divorce you. You're going to lose your house. You're going to lose your family. Your whole fucking life is going to be destroyed because of this. We are going to turn you into a country song. <laughs> <laughs> I was once a big man on the TV. Uh, yeah, I get you. <laughs> Hey, as long as you live in with your within your means and you understand your limitations, you know, there's there's a better than average chance for you. And just don't take pictures of your dick. Yeah, <laughs> just don't. It's not not good, especially if you're famous. You know, yeah. I'm nobody, and I know that I should not take pictures of my dick and send it around to people. Okay, well, you don't. You don't think you're hot shit like dude from Iron Maiden. Oh, so, yeah. If you're mean, the basis of Iron Maiden, don't take pictures of your dick. <laughs> it's a bad idea, man. <laughs> Holy hell. Is it so hard? Oh, wait. It yes, was. It is. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Lordy, lordy. Well, I got this last video. It's only like... Four minutes in total, but I got it split up into three. Uh, we don't have to spend too much time with it because it's more of the same. Like, oh my god, there's so much spooky fucking technology coming out. Like, what is all of this? I'm kind of over it. I haven't even really been paying attention, and I'm still kind of over it. But I think, personally speaking, that's what COVID has done for me. It's just like, oh, that's what you want us to think. <laughs> you got that reverse psychology going on. Yeah, that's right. Just across the board. Fuck it. <laughs> I can burn less RAM that way. <laughs> it's all a bait and switch. It's fucking awful. Uh, but I think this is the dude that she's interviewing. I think this is the guy that made the Bob Lazar documentary a couple years ago or last year, whenever it was. Uh, but this is part one. Former President Obama recently addressed the whole UFO question in a serious way recently. Here's what he said. Uh, there's footage and records of objects in the skies that we don't know exactly what they are we can't i'm gonna stop here for a second if you watch in the video i'm not saying that there's anything to this but the way he's putting his fingers he's taking he's doing finger guns turning oh. them inside and touching tips oh like uh, the anime girls that cold acid always talks about in Abel kirby yes of the rare cancer podcast the <laughs> which is still live do wednesday yeah, I think so. I don't know. Yeah, that, so like the anime thing where they do the finger guns and they point in towards each other. Well, the the, the direction I was going to take this, though, it looked more like goalposts. Now, I'm not saying that's what he was intending, but that's kind of the vibe that I got from it. Uh, yeah. That's much no more brought American. paper football? Well, so like... <laughs> So if you instead of touching your thumbs together for the goalpost, you do the do it long ways, index to index. Oh, my bad. <laughs> Explain uh, how they moved their trajectory. So, Jeremy, help give a little context to this. Why is it actually so, a pretty big deal that the government and the department? It's actually kind of a super huge deal. It's just anyways. of Defense seemingly can't explain what these objects are, but are finally willing to talk about them. Yeah, it, it's a sea change. It's a really interesting moment in American history where our government and intelligence agencies are addressing what's right in front of us, which is the, the presence of UFOs on planet Earth. 
every president has been talking about this. Jimmy Kimmel is great, by the way. He does ask the hard questions. And even <laughs> President George W. Bush was shown the, the first piece of uh, imagery that I put out about a month ago, the, the pyramid-shaped UFOs. So now there's this openness to discussing we might not know what they are, but we know what they're not. And when you're looking at this FLIR, forward-looking infrared footage, you see it's a spherical object. There's no plumes, no exhaust, no traditional propulsion that you could see in the thermal realm. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say it. This guy has uh, just proved to me that UFOs are not real and the Project Bluebeam effect is in uh, full force. Full swing. Yeah, and like I said, he Jimmy did that. Kimmel asked the hard question. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, sure. Sorry, I don't know which button does what. There we go. <laughs> uh, part two. So let's talk about just sort of the realm of possibilities because I, I think it's important that it's, you know, we, we were joking about, about aliens and that, that certainly is the possibility that there is a connection to extraterrestrial life. But there are also, you know, possibilities like this being technology that is being worked on covertly. Well, let's talk about that. So just to give your audience a basic understanding, the US Navy photographed and filmed pyramid-shaped UFOs and spherical advanced transmedium vehicles swarming our Navy warships. So this is an issue with the idea that uh, you could have mid-air collisions, just basic safety. So I obtained safety. and released that footage with my mentor in journalism, George Knapp, and all of this was unclassified, but it was directly confirmed by the Pentagon, which is really cool. So they're starting to talk about this. Jesus These are Christ. true unknowns. We don't know if this is from an adversarial foreign nation. We were pretty sure that it's not uh, black budget programs within the United States because nobody that runs those knows what this is. This appears. <laughs> it's not that because they said that <laughs> that it wasn't. Them. <laughs> I just I want to believe in UFOs. This, this guy's not helping. <laughs> this guy doesn't do shit. This guy is the opposite. of. Ugh. You know what I hear when I hear this this guy's cadence? is I, I It's like, what you hear is, it's okay to talk about this. That's what you hear. When you hear it on the news, oh, when people yeah. talk about you know UFOs on the news and this guy, well, you know, we have sources from the Pentagon, if you believe that. Wow, that's really cool. That, you know, geez, the UFOs are... Like... The whole tone is, you know, you can talk about this now. You are now allowed your two-minute hate to talk about this thing that yeah, we think you want to talk about. We'll not call you a kook or crazy or a conspiracy theorist or fucking any of this yeah. shit. We'll, we'll Mickey Mouseify this thing that we ridicule you for all year long for about five seconds so that you can get your kicks and we can make some money. And then, uh, yeah, we're going to go back to business. Okay, thanks. It's, Play clip three before I take this off the rails. Do it. <laughs> Do it. To be, and it, it possibly is, and a beyond next generation technology. So our defense department wants to know who has this technology, which represents this massive quantum leap and understanding of propulsion. Who has it? What is their intent? Who's operating these vehicles? And so that's where we're at. And now, finally, there's an openness that's been uh, lacking for the last 75 years. Quantum Leap, Scott Bakula, pretty good TV show. Doubt there's any connection there, but still, it's an episode of, or it's a show about time travel. Um, mm. And this will finish it off. So why do you think the government is just now coming around to declassifying documents, revealing more to the public about what they've been observing all this time? 
Yeah, look, uh, they're being forced to. Our intelligence agencies and our politicians and congressmen and you know senators, they are beholden to the American public and the American will. They represent us. So this is actually something that is overdue, where the Senate Intelligence Committee is putting together this mandate to put a report about the UAP or UFO topic. So I think what we're seeing is finally representative, uh, representative government taking this issue seriously because of basic safety concerns and, and the threat that this could be a foreign adversarial nation. However, the technologies do appear to be far more advanced than anything ever displayed in the theater of war by any nation on planet Earth. So that's got to tell you something that this is exotic. I will tell you, I've watched that footage so many times. It is just hypnotic. Jeremy, thank you so much. It's just a fucking Jimmy spell. Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel asked the tough questions. Fuck. <laughs> you know, I used to like Jimmy Kimmel, man. You remember the man? Da- it, the, uh, the man, man show days? was funny. The man show funny. days, man. I think so fondly about those days. Yeah. Oh, my. No. He, and Adam Carolla, who, by the, the way, is still ritual awesome. dance. Fucking strippers on trampolines or whatever it was. Girls oh, on jam- yeah. trampolines, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Girls on trampolines and, and drinking beers and hootie yadi hootie yadi oi, oi, oi. Gosh, that was a great show. <laughs> Note to self, official behind the schemes, trampolines. <laughs> yeah, we'll get a trampoline in there. Podcasters on trampolines. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we get Sir Bemrose up there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he hosted that with Adam Carolla. And then they just became the two sides of the coin, man. Those two guys are the two sides of the coin. One side is Jimmy Kimmel, the most, I mean, at this point, he's just the most sold out, blown out, late night, clinging on to some, I mean, not him, but he's part of a system that is trying to cling on to something. He drinks just, poop water. You know, and it was a long process for him because he used to be a really good talk show. And now it's just, and, and Colbert, I mean, just went the same way, even worse. But then you've got Corolla, who's a podcast uh, a pioneer, you know. It's it's very, and he still is. He's still doing it, and he he's anti-COVID and all the shit. It's really funny how they the two of them turned out in the end. Well, I mean, look at uh, Dave Weiner and Curry, same sort of story. Regardless, we I guess Dave Weiner is not hosting one of the late night talk shows. But hopefully, hopefully the up and coming generations at least get to witness uh, similar points where they get to watch two paths diverge uh, as they grow and age to understand the the dichotomies of of the situation, so that way they can expound and expand mm-hmm. on on the stories to pass on that information. And while it will be different from their point of view each time. Uh, the dichotomy will still exist and will still be viewed in some way, shape, or form. And it shows the the highest level of both systems. There's the sellout and the non-sellout platform. And the highest level you can reach in the sellout platform is, you know, you're a fake Johnny Carson. And in the non-sellout platform, you're a more successful Adam Curry. (laughs) (laughs) Also another good show title. <laughs> Another successful Curry. <laughs> uh, no, I said a more successful Adam Curry. I know what you said. I want to clarify. It's got to be. <laughs> I well, like having a little have to listen to the show to figure out where it came from in the show. <laughs> I'll send it right over to him. Adam, top of your list priority. <laughs> yeah, I'm talking about the Rogans and Kimmels, you know, like those are the guys that. And, and and Corolla, I'm sorry, I should say Corolla and, and Rogan, those podcast guys. 
Well, if Rogan's not careful, I guess he'll cancel himself out of a fucking podcast, I guess. I don't know. He canceled himself into a hundred million, man. He's okay. Yeah, exactly. He got the pre-payout, and then there's just supplemental payouts as long as he maintains the contract. Yeah. And with his UFC shit going on, he doesn't actually need to like work. He makes so much money from the UFC as it is. He could live on that. I Podcast is nuts. But I think that personally, I think that he's kind of compromised. <laughs> well, I think that he's sold out. He's he's crossed the threshold where he's like actually sold out. You can you listen know. to him and I I started listening to him somewhere around 400, 500 of the JRE. Uh, and so I listened a long to him time for ago. a while. It's like years ago. Yeah. And I went back and listened to a handful of episodes and there's a, di- there is a difference uh, from one oh, point yeah. to another and just how he's evolved. And I, I will say there is a point in time where you have to understand that you get so big and so many people listening to you that you have no idea who is on the other side of this microphone taking in what you have to say. And while you can say funny and, and outlandish stuff and have a blast and be joking about it, there there is a point where people, I don't want to say consider him news, right? He's not Fox or MSNBC, but he does have that kind of leverage to a point. It's mm-hmm. it's not a reporter level, but it's it's on that same bar. And so you have to be careful on what you say. But at the same time, I I agree with you that uh, he decided to take a payout uh, and chase a dollar scheme more than uh, the truth. Uh, like Fletcher said about Grimerica, Grimerica is what Joe Rogan should have become, where it's just, it's just a free-flowing podcast. If you like it, you support him. If you don't, you don't listen to it. Right. Uh, and you don't have... You don't have ads that are willing to dictate and push you away. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good example of advertising uh, within podcasts is Bill Burr has a podcast. Sure. And Monday morning. He, yeah. And he had a black comic sitting in with him on one show. And it was like before Valentine's Day or something like that. And there's a strawberry shipping company. And they had sent him a pre-package. And he was sharing it with this black temporary co-host. And there were white chocolate dipped strawberries. And they one of them said, I think it was Bill Burr. But either way, he said it in front of this guy face to face. They're in the same room. He says, if you flip it over, it looks like a KKK hat. And they bust up laughing and went off on that joke for another 30 seconds, 45 seconds, and finished off the read and went about their day. <laughs> Next show, that company pulled their funding from Bill Burr's podcast. It was it was right. a mutually funny joke, but because corporate didn't like it, they said, we're not paying you anymore. It, it was, was that, funny. Uh, was that Sherry's Berries? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it's just like it it was funny. It wasn't distasteful. It was a fine. It was a less than dinner appropriate topic. But I'm listening to Bill Burr and he doesn't provide dinner appropriate topic. Uh-huh. Right. So I know what I'm getting when I sign up for Bill Burr. But apparently the CEO or whoever was the in charge didn't not. realize. No. Who Bill Burr really Because they get was. managed by an agency and the agency just is like, oh, who who listens to, you know. Who are the biggest podcasts out there that have the most listeners? You say, oh, Bill Burr. Okay, great. And they throw it on there. Not knowing that Bill Burr is just going to rip them apart if they're ridiculous. His ad reads are some of the funniest. He's the only ad podcast, the only podcast with advertisements that is, it's funny to listen to the advertisements. I, I, yeah. would, I would argue Tim Dillon's up there. Okay, okay. Tim Dillon, too. Probably I hear great things about that guy. I hear a lot of great things about that guy. 
So there's some people out there who make it uh, actually tasteful, and they. But with Bill Burr, a lot of the time he loses a lot of sponsors. He's lost, you well, know, Bill three, Burr, four. Bill Burr half a dozen sells sponsors. to his audience. He, he's yeah. not selling. He's not selling to the sponsors' audience. He's selling to his audience. Whereas right. the sponsors want you to sell to the sponsors' audience. Exactly. We're, you're not meeting the, the 25 to 37 demographic. You need to reread that again. Take seven. Yeah. And, you know, for some companies, he's actually made them a lot of money, I would imagine. Like, zip, recruiter. Recruiter. Zip, recruiter. Like, you telling me that Zip Recruiter hasn't made some money off of Bill Burr? You're fucking lying to me. B- Bill Burr got pissed off because he was singing the, the My Undies song. Whatever song oh, yeah. it was, he, he's like, fuck, it's the now undies, actually. The undies, yeah. Yeah, and now it's the official song. They, the, I remember him saying yeah. he put it yeah. in the copy for me to sing it again because it sold so well. It, exactly, exactly. Yeah, me undies and, and uh, <laughs> Stamps.com. Stamps. sticking com. around for all the yep. shit that he said. Apparently they don't listen to his show or they really like his show. Well, he actually uses stamps.com. He actually says that. You'll be like, ah, fucking. Oh, yeah, because he sends his stuff out through them. Because he, yeah, he's, he's running Look at the all business. this free advertising. Thank you, Bill Burr. Thank you, I Billy know. Bones, for bringing up this fucking topic. Fuck you, <laughs> Bill Burr. You fucking, fucking Billy Red Tits. You fucking, you bald <laughs> piece of shit. Fucking, I, I would love if Bill Burr heard that. I'm a, I'm a Bill Burr fan, and uh, I would love to, to for him to hear this, but uh, he won't. And that's okay too. He's a, he's a psycho man. That guy just is a machine. He he never stops. Respect the craft. Respect that man. That guy put in the work. Fucking work. And he's in, he's also on all of the best Chappelle show skits or some of the best Chappelle show skits, and uh, also in some of the best Breaking Bad episodes. He's a, he's a, he's had a hell of a career. He's a hell of a guy. Wait, Breaking Bad or uh, Mandalorian? Yeah, break, break Breaking Bad. Bad and Mandalorian. He was he had he had a great role in Mandalorian too. He's yeah. fucking Wait, awesome. Wait, who was he in fucking Breaking Bad? He was one no- of uh, the henchies uh, for uh, for Cranston. He, he he worked a lot with the, he, the him and the big black guy. There's the famous scene of them oh, laying on the yeah. pile of money in the storage unit. And then he also helped him out with the train heist where they stole all of the all right. of that chemical compound from the train heist. Yeah, he, he was he was a big part in that. I don't think I was super familiar with him by the time or when I had seen that. That was before kind of like before he was really famous. Gotcha. Uh but anyway. Enough of Bill Burr. Fuck that guy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I was thinking uh, we've crossed the two-hour threshold, and uh, I think it's maybe time to wrap it for this episode. Unless y'all had any other uh, lasting thoughts for tonight, I just want—I just want to say this has been fun. I've—I've I've really enjoyed the the conversation, the willingness to uh, journey, let let the conversation flow where it may, and, and just kind of we're solving the world's problems one podcast at a time. Goddamn straight we are. <laughs> yeah, that's what we set out to do. <laughs> Save the fucking world. <laughs> well, before I uh throw in this groovy little tune, where can they uh where can they find you at? Is it e- the easiest place anybody can find anything about me, Billy Bones, is the website billybones.com, B I L L Y B O N, the number 3 S, just as crazy of a spelling as these guys. And uh but Twitter, uh Gab at Billy Bones. Uh, Mastodon, Fettyverse, at Billy Bones, 
at noagendasocial.com. And that's again with the number three instead of an E. And hit me up, questions, comments. Uh, the website, there's a link for your RSS feed for the podcast, but you don't even have to do that. You listen to the latest episode on the website. And that, did I go too far? Did I say too much? Did I say, not say not enough? Not at all. You haven't said enough. Say what you got to say. Everything you want to say. Pimp thyself, my son. Uh, if, if you're again, it, I'm not supposed to be your number one podcast. I'm supposed to be that that extra little bit when you're looking for something extra to spark your idea, to get a thought going, just to see what at least I'm saying, see what I'm observing from my little corner of this giant rock hurtling through space. Uh, check it out. A walk through the mind. Yes, uh, Billy Bones is being uh, modest. He, he's been a staple of the no agenda community for years. He's been on the stream for longer than probably two-thirds of the shows that are on the stream right now. And uh, if you are on the stream, you should uh, check out his stuff. You you owe it to yourself. Um, we're very fucking happy to have him here. I'm so fucking stoked to have had you, Billy Bones. Thank you so much for coming on the show, man, and spending time with us. Yes, thank you again. That was That was some good shit. Good shit all around. I'm happy. Lavish is happy. Billy Bones is happy. The chat's happy. Everybody's fucking happy. That's what we like here. I'm behind the schemes. We'll do it again next week. Same time. 7.30 specific, 9.30 chemtrail, 10.30 beast coast. <laughs> Ooh, uh, 7.30 specific time. Adios, motherfuckers. Uh, uh, wait, what else do we do? Oh, scream mails. Do we have any scream mails? No, we don't have any scream mails, but leave us one. 612-263-7999. And yeah, this has been Booberry, Mothman and the Miniocalypse. Oh, who are we, who are we seeing next week? I don't know. I don't know. I got an article. We'll talk about post-show. All right. Well, we might have somebody next week. If not, we're going to have a great episode next week any fucking way. Yeah. It'll be our latest and greatest. But tonight's our latest and greatest. Indeed. Wait, who are you? Uh, My name. uh, I'm also on the left coast, believe it or not, but very far from Billy Bones. I am lavish. Hell yeah. Do it again next time. 